What is the biggest surprise with the decluttering process that you have found so far? The biggest surprise is that it isn't about stuff. (laughs) The biggest surprise is that it's about absolutely every aspect of life. And anything I bump into that's anything I bump into that's chaotic and hard for me to manage and hard for me to find my place in and hard for me to find my direction in anything in any realm like with like make a collection curate the collection find out what's really you and what's really for somebody else these principles that you teach in terms of decluttering do every single aspect of living. That's the surprise. Mary Ellen, welcome to the motivational interview of the day. Thank you. It's so nice to see you here. It is um, great to see you. I was trying to think about like when you joined our programs and I, I, I feel like it's been quite some time. I joined September 21st, 2021. Okay. Yeah. At that time, I could come into the group and boot camp was a ways off, but I had access to the videos. So I watched each video for days on end before I watched the next video for days on end. That's a really, so there's, okay, there's two things that stick out to me about this. Number one, that you actually watch the videos because Most people like join and don't watch. (laughs) So that's awesome. (laughs) Um, And then the strategy of watching one over and over again. So can you talk a little bit more about that? I'm really easily overwhelmed. Like there's a video from a recent summit you did with a bunch of people. And that Allison video, I am now halfway through. I'm easily overwhelmed with information. So it makes more sense to me, for me, to listen to it again and again and to take it in than to add any more information on top. That Allison video, I, it's the Bootcamp 2.0, I think, that there is a lot in there to pull apart. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Allison is incredible. She, her perspective on mindset and the way that she talks about it connects all the dots when it comes to clutter, I think. Yeah. So Mary Ellen, how did you end up finding me? Like what brought you on this path to decluttering? I bet it's the Facebook algorithms about what you click on because Mm -hmm. I'm really high anxiety and you came up with an ad about prioritize your sanity. And my relationship with stuff is that um, I'm high anxiety, so I have to get everything perfect. So I never can get rid of anything because I might need it. And I better gather everything that you could possibly need for anything I might possibly ever do. And I had only lived here for like six years and I had moved across country in one little pod, but, but I was just buried in belongings, all of which were saying what I should be doing with my life. 
So when it said prioritize your sanity and it was something about clutter and it didn't cost more than a good book, it like, what did I really risk? And instead of a good book, I got something really magic. Well, you're getting to write your own story now. Yeah. It is that um, everything has to be perfect. And if I don't have all of the things, I'll never be able to create perfection in the future when that time is right. Yeah. And as if any human can own everything that would go with any possibility. <laughs> I know we put ourselves, we set ourselves up for the most absurd scenarios. <laughs> yeah. So you joined Prioritize Your Sanity. And did you start decluttering stuff first or where did you kind of begin your journey with us? I began with stopping the flow in. Um, I loved day four. So putting like with, is like with like on day four? I think it's uh, day three. Day three, okay. Putting like with like revealed a lot to me. And I just, I took all the challenges to move things out of here. Um, when I would put like with like, clearly what I had in any category, no matter how small, was way more than I had lifespan. <laughs> it's very eye-opening. <laughs> and, and so I, I just started on my stuff and getting so that there was the amount of it that... I could conceivably live into if I lived 40 more years. I'm 72. <laughs> hey, you never know. <laughs> so, you know, it's like I got every single room done, every aspect of my life done on a first sweep. And we took that little break in the winter where we were in a hotel for 35 days and, you know, different things have happened along the way. But I did a first sweep of absolutely everything. I completely ignored anybody else who lives in the house and what their stuff was doing. I just absolutely was about what do I own that is shooting me in some way or is a dream I had that, meh. Then I took, um, Colleen had a course about your arts and crafts supplies. And I took the plunge of deciding exactly what I wanted to do now and putting everything else either away or out of the house so I could just focus on watercolor and nature journaling. Just like, and in a million areas, I just narrowed it down to one thing or two things. But because there's a million areas, there's still lots of things. <laughs> Can we go back to what you said about the shoulds? Can you every say that again? Item you own, every single item I own has a should on it. I should know how to use it. I should keep it in good repair. I should um, know all of its um, benefits to me. And I should be using it and in me daily. <laughs> <laughs> and and to unwind all that and if I didn't want to do one of those shoulds, I needed to not really, somebody else needed to own that thing. So the books were things I should read or should have read instead of 
I could look in that book, find the chapter I like, see if I really like it, maybe get rid of the book after I read it, maybe keep it if, you know, but yeah, every single thing you buy has a shit on it. If you buy arugula, you need to have ways to use it. You know, that's what I love about having chickens, a side note. <laughs> if I don't eat my arugula, it goes right to the chickens and I feel like it's still got a great use. I'm eating it in a different way <laughs> later on as an egg. <laughs> yeah, I won't ship mine to you. <laughs> Where do you think the shoulds come from? Like, how do we develop these, these shoulds that we all have? I don't know the answer for us all. I know that for me, I had one of those childhoods that you survive. And so the way I figured it out as a kid was if I don't do anything wrong, nothing bad will happen to me. And it's, it's a lot of decades later and nothing bad has been happening for a really long time. Yeah. It's amazing how much our clutter is so deeply rooted in our childhood. Yeah. And it's not even about the stuff. It's about the lessons that we learned. It, it's, it's all strategizing. And, you know, when you have a four-year-old strategizing for you, it, it bears examination. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> so once you started letting go of the shoulds, I mean, you could replace the I should do this with I should let it go if you want to keep going down the should road. <laughs> but once you started letting go of the shoulds, what happened next? Well, I let go of items associated with shoulds. I don't want to fool you into thinking I don't should anymore. <laughs> so what I decided next was to limit the shoulds that go in this block of time. So for me to have a theme for the week or a theme for the month or a theme until this house guest comes really limits the palette. Anything else that's asking for me already has to wait. And I only have those few things I'm focusing on. Absolutely. It's parameters. Although I, I think limiting the palette is a nicer way to say it. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if you can see the comments in here, but there's a I, I don't even know where they are. I've never. Oh, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> There's a Facebook user that says, I send your inner child much love and acceptance. Sweet. So I have noticed over time, Mary Ellen, and I, I actually am shocked that you've only been in our group since September 2021, because I thought it was for sure longer than that. Um, but that's the crazy thing about time. But I have noticed that your decluttering journey has really transitioned from the stuff to how am I showing up to live my life every single day? Can you talk about that a little bit? At the very beginning, I don't have all that much stuff compared to some people, but because it's all so laden with shoulds, it feels like a lot. Like I would go to some, do some huge project and it would fill two boxes like this. But from the beginning, it felt like if I just give myself to decluttering the stuff, my life could end without my having participated in it yet. And so one of the early things I did was get my art studio ready to go and really commit to doing art 
and really commit to that 20 minute click, quick clean and the five minute rule and not burying my time in the decluttering. And then what happened was, of course, I had something else to declutter because what do I want to do with my time was way too many things. So that already I was decluttering here and decluttering my calendar so that I would have the rich life I want to be living next to the process of getting what doesn't need to be part of it out of the way. It's all about the journey. And I so love that you recognize so early on that it's so important to live life while doing all of the shoulds, right? That's so key. And the sooner listeners, the sooner that you hear this message and embrace it, the easier this whole process becomes because you're actually enjoying life and living life while taking care of what needs to be taken care of. If there's somebody who's struggling to do that, what would you say to them? How would you, what advice would you have for somebody who's having a hard time living life while going through this decluttering process? I guess for me, it was clear what a couple of my dreams were. I, when I left my career in teaching, I left it in order to do art and I hadn't done it yet. So that was really clear. And some other things coming along the way have gotten really clear. I want to do this. So I don't know what process somebody else would use, whether it's asking their friends, what have you seen me dream about? Or whether it's journaling or whether it's looking at the things that you absolutely cannot get rid of because they might represent your dreams. But I zeroed in on what, do I want to have be components of my life? Because it made it really clear what things didn't apply to that. Right. I love the advice actually to ask your friends, what have you heard me dream about? That's, that's brilliant because oftentimes we don't know what our dreams are and that's a form of clutter. It's holding us back, but other people who are close to you might know, and you don't oh, even and My people were like all rooting for me, just, I can't wait till you finally get to what it is that you want to do. <laughs> um, all right, hold on. There's comments coming in here. So let me just go and, okay, Heather says, the should thing is totally resonating with me. Uh, Bernadette was the one who was giving your inner child some love. Thank you, Bernadette. Um, Anne-Marie says, too many people think that everything needs to be done before starting to live and enjoy life, me included. Flip the script. Now I keep putting off when I'm gonna do the next sweep because there is a next clutter sweep through all of this that I think 50% of what I own can still go mm -hmm. and all the shelves will be far more spacious. But right now I have it in January and it, it could move again. The thing is I know how to do that sweep. I just really want to be living. <laughs> Oh, I love this so much. <laughs> choose living, choose living. I think um, for me, the key was to realize and recognize how I was doing those sweeps very naturally. So I would open up a drawer and think, why am I even keeping this? And then just immediately remove it. And then you don't have to worry so much about 
an actual sweep because you're sweeping all the time. Yeah, we'll, we'll see if, um, as this continues, we'll see if that's what happens. Yes. Uh, it looks like you live in a in the beautiful woods, says Karen. And I do think that you live in a beautiful setting. In fact, when I was looking at the picture that I took to make our little uh, interview thing, it actually, the green in the trees <laughs> looks so green that I was like, is that fake? <laughs> sure. I, I'll have to go find that picture. It feels like that was from a long time ago. I, I just grabbed it from your Facebook profiles. <laughs> I think that's before I even moved to Maine. So, can you talk a little bit about where you've lived and how the how much nature impacts your life? When I was little, nature was where it was safe. When I was in college, I worked at Easter seal camps in the Redwoods. Um, I moved to the Northwest after college. It was, it was just gobsmackingly beautiful. In my career, I was bumping along being a good little teacher and I taught third grade, so we always got to do habitats. I went to a session at a regional park that was pretty where you learned activities to do with your children. So you painted a landscape here and you did a fish print here and you drew a hawk here and I found out I could draw. And the ranger sent me to an art class where you go for several days and live. And I found out I could really draw. And so then my teaching started being until I can go draw nature. When I retired, this fabulous colleague that I had, who was my just dear friend, we camped together at the beginning of every summer, she's in this group, had grown up in the forest. You could feel it in her. And I got to go live in her family forest for five years. And then things happened I didn't expect, and I got to move to Maine. So... I had been here in Maine when I was 17 and I had always wanted to come back and surprise I'm here. So for me, the trees are watching over me. The trees are, have their roots under me. The trees know what's going on everywhere. If you go outside for five minutes, there's something new to see and find out. And it's huge. That's just a huge friend for me. I think that we're kindred spirits in that way. You might have noticed a lot of the <laughs> analogies I make about clutter are also about trees. <laughs> Letting go, <laughs> rebirth, <laughs> changing perspective. Um, do you ever have those like clutter analogies with nature? Have you, have you had any insight since you're on this journey and also so immersed in the natural world with your art and everything? What I love best about nature right now is our yard is a total mess because all of our oak trees left, let go simultaneously. Nature doesn't perceive that as a mess at all. It's all processes. And as I go into something and then I don't do it for a while and I do some more and I go back, that just so goes with the seasons and the tides and you know, there's, there's no rhythm that we have, even the ones that we don't like about ourselves, that isn't just a natural process out there. Absolutely. Nature doesn't perceive it as a mess. It has to happen. It's part of the, their, it's part of the natural world's 
process. That's the right word. I don't yeah. really want to mulch the house with dirty laundry or anything, but <laughs> you know, if, if a day or a few go by without my doing the 20 minute quick clean, it's so easily attended to. And there's all sorts of things going on out there that aren't neat and tidy. The 20 minute quick clean, the nice thing about that is once you get decluttered, you can miss a couple of days and it's totally fine because it's super easy to get back to it. I missed a couple of days, so I needed to carefully do it this morning so I could honestly say I did it. It took me no <laughs> There is a little accountability when you get onto a live interview with me, I guess. The nine minute click, quick clean and I can do 11 minutes of real cleaning <laughs> later on. So Mary Ellen, what is the biggest surprise with the decluttering process that you have found so far? What has kind of like your process? The biggest surprise is that it isn't about stuff. <laughs> yeah. The biggest surprise is that it's about absolutely every aspect of life and anything I bump into that's anything I bump into that's chaotic and hard for me to manage and hard for me to find my place in and hard for me to find my direction in anything in any realm like with like make a collection curate the collection find out what's really you and what's really for somebody else these principles that you teach in terms of decluttering do every single aspect of living. That's the surprise. You're absolutely, you stumbled on magic. <laughs> the clutter is the easy access point for the rest of it. That's, that's how I kind of see it. Like we need an easy starting point. So, okay, let's start with something you can physically pick up, but it's not at all about the stuff. No, not even close. But when we sign up, you we think really think that the clutter is hard. And right. I don't want to give the impression that this other stuff is harder than the clutter because it's not. I think it's just more inaccessible. Like we can, we can look at the clutter and we feel there's a lot of shoulds, right? So we feel like there's problems here because there's all these shoulds and I'm not doing them. I'm not living up to the shoulds. So we can articulate the problem as the stuff. But then when we start tackling the stuff, we really reveal what's actually happening. Yes, and something else. Like, yes, it revealed some of my inside expectations and my inside... Um, arenas of being completely unrealistic. <laughs> so, so yes, the clutter revealed deeper things, but the other thing is the clutter is just a concrete object lesson that then gets to work on things like people being in a coma or um, finances not doing what you expected or getting in a relational mess or something because the principles apply to the stuff that comes up in life. Yep. And I think you've experienced a lot of that in the last, since September of 2021. 
Vicky says, this is very profound. Ah, <laughs> uh, knowing there's so much more than just the physical has been the biggest thing for me as well. It's almost like you're teaching yourself how to go about every other experience that you have. Yes. Yes. And because the community is part of this, you couldn't put this, you can write a book, you really can, it'll get you people. But this can't happen from a book, because the community is such a huge piece of it. And because we can do this gnarly visible stuff in community, then when I'm doing gnarly other things, I automatically seek community for it. I think you might have just helped me understand why I have been having such a hard time writing a book. Because <laughs> you know I've been writing a book now for three years and <laughs> I've had other people writing a book. I've been writing a book and it's just, it is this wall that I come up against. And I think that you actually have just explained to me why it's so hard because it's not the, it's not the whole picture. You need the community. Yeah. Yeah. If, if we took every principle that I happily live by that you taught me, it, it wouldn't do what doing this in relationship does. Absolutely. Community crushes clutter. <laughs> the tagline that is the absolute truth. So now that you have worked on your clutter, had all of these aha experiences, how is life now? It's really gobsmacking. <laughs> Is that noise here? Uh, no, that's my daughter. <laughs> oh, I can't seem to turn off that, uh, that alert on my phone or on my computer. I can turn it off on my phone, but my computer will not mute without muting you. So maybe well, a tech god can tell me how to do that. <laughs> so just recently, because I posted about it, I have an artist friend. We've, we've been friends for 30 years. We're wonderful friends together. And she was here last summer because we went to a camp together and she stayed here for a day at the end of it and headed on home. Well, this year we skipped the camp and I brought her here for 10 days. And we went to all these gorgeous places in the height of autumn and plunked down on portable chairs with our watercolor paints and painted beautiful things and ate healthy food and had a fabulous time. My house could absorb her. I could cook meals. She could do anything she wanted in the house. I didn't spend six weeks trying to get it ready for her. I didn't hide things. I didn't tell her places she really shouldn't go. I got to just create an artist retreat for two people. Never before you, never could that have happened. We would have had to go to a motel somewhere and I would have, yeah, this was incredible. <laughs> All right, that's the point where I'm almost going to start crying now. <laughs> well, you do have a 100% cry rate. <laughs> it's, it's about changing your life so that you can experience all of the things. Yeah. Yeah, and I come from that, and, and I'm dreaming and looking at what do I want to do with this time? And whatever it is, it's going to be something I never could have done before you. Mary Ellen, how have your friends and family reacted to all of this? What are, where are they at with 
And have you inspired others? I mean, I know you inspire others inside of our community, but outside of our community. So, so my partner has the writing bug and she's doing a blog and all these website things and stuff like that. So in her blog, she started mentioning you right away. I don't remember what she called you. I remember she reached out to me like, and I sent her some information a while ago. And she's, she loves how much neater the house is. And <laughs> I've really, I really love that she doesn't feel pressured to be me but that she enjoys this. And she talks a lot about how much happier I am. And then my friend Joyce, who's known me for 30 years, um, is it 30, probably 25 with Joyce. I don't know, maybe 30. Anyway, she's absolutely whole hog into this after watching what I've done. There's different friends of ours who have taken your basic class because of my partner's blog and are going at this like full bore, but you don't know that because they didn't do the community thing. Which is okay. <laughs> and outside that, I don't know how many people know that what they're encountering in me is because of prioritize your sanity. But people, they just, they see a difference, right? I, when, what happens, I see people show up on calls and then over time, I actually feel like they look physically different because, and it, it, I mean, it's because they're happier. It's because whatever, but it actually creates like a physical difference in their facial landscape. And I see it. And I, I, and I'll message one of the other coaches and say, did you see so-and-so? Because they look so different, <laughs> but they're not, they don't look different at all. And, and even when I have really hard times when, you know, I screamed during the night and I'm frustrated with how scared something has made me, or here's the anxiety again, there's still an energetic change in me where I think things can be resolved. Mm -hmm. The hope, it's the hope. As Susan says, the hope. Yeah. So one question I like to ask all of the, the guests on this interview, <laughs> uh, if there's somebody who's stuck right now, what's your best advice to them? Boy, that's not enough information for me. If they can't get started, if they're feeling overwhelmed and oh. just paralyzed, stuck in place. Do something, do the tiniest thing you can think of doing and post it to the group. Post it to the group because then you're going to have so many people cheering you on for the tiniest thing. And even if you don't believe it's significant, you're going to start to maybe think it's possibly significant. And that's where the magic starts to happen. Yeah, the posting to the group takes it out of your own assessment of what's going on and puts it in somebody else's wide view. Yes. Mary Ellen, I'm really enjoying the fact that you articulate things in a totally different way than I do. And it's a really beautiful perspective because it's not anything inside of my head. <laughs> There's so many reasons to post it to the group. It helps everyone. 
Um, all right. So we are, I like to keep these around 30 minutes because that's the it takes somebody 10 minutes to start. <laughs> well, that's good because we're at 40 minutes now. So our time. Oh, is Thank perfect. you so much. <laughs> Mary Ellen, any last words of wisdom to impart? Anything else that you want to share before we wrap up? Let me, let me look. I made notes days and days ago. <laughs> We could just declutter that sense of what if I miss something or I could glance at them. Go for it. Whatever, whatever is works best for you. Um, all right. We actually have a ton of comments too. So while you're looking through your notes, let me look through these comments. Um, I did it. I covered it all. <laughs> You can trust your inner inner uh, ability to cover it all. <laughs> Will I ever have access to the comments? Um, yes, actually, inside of the Facebook group, you'll be able to see all of the comments. Oh, so yeah. you can go back and look through them all. Um, Juliana says, my lupus has been flaring up for well over a week. So many, so many stop beating yourself up. Kids are fed, alive and clean, went to school on time. Thanks to all of my friends in this group. Yeah. Yep. And Bernadette says, thank you so much for sharing, Mary Ellen. You are an inspiration to me. Mary Ellen, you are an inspiration to so many people in our community. I really think that you are just a part of the heart and soul that keeps this whole thing going. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate absolutely everything. Oh, thank you so much. The group is really right for me. It isn't too much stuff. It's just right. Yes, it's where you need to be. 